All right, Buck. So you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this three yeah. pitches ago. Watch what he's looking at. Yeah. What is that? Where is he looking? Where is he looking? And he did and it more than down. once. Yeah. yeah. It's really, really unusual. You don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing, but. No. And, and you know what? Yeah, I, I have had guys look back when I was catching, and, and you obviously could see it, and he. He couldn't see the catcher with the way he yeah. was looking right there. Yeah, just did it again. And he pummeled it. He hit it a country mile for his second home run of the night. Hi, this is Emily Nyman, and you're listening to Breaking Balls. Welcome to episode 124 of Breaking Balls. I'm your host, Emily Nyman. I am once again joined by my co-host, John Snyder. You can find us on Twitter, at BreakBallsPod. Or if you're feeling brassy, give the Breaking Balls hotline a call. 631-820-7377. What a world we are entering into with this episode. I thought it was going to be just a lot of fanfare because John is back, but it is being overshadowed by the fact that the Blue Jays are calling Aaron Judge a cheater. Herman is actually a cheater. Uh, the manager called someone fat boy on the Yankees that we're still not sure who it was. And it's just been chaos. Wow. Yeah. Missed you too, buddy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I mean, I'll, I'll say this as, as a third party observer here in this whole Yankees Blue Jays thing. As I just said to you before we started recording, this is rapidly reaching can everybody just shut the fuck up levels yes. like enough this is getting corny now it's like, oh, he, he's standing outside of the third base coach box like shut the fuck up everybody just shut up and we have the game on uh silent for most of the time while we're getting ready to record so we're just looking over and seeing these things like act out and just seeing aaron boone like yell but then him like point with like a no what about him right. it's just like so middle school that it's almost uh, entertaining. I just love the idea. It's like, yeah, you know, we really missed John's hard hitting analysis these last two weeks, and I'm back. Everybody needs to shut the fuck up. What John is saying is that just shut up and play baseball, okay? Well, listen before before we get into this. Um, so listen, you you would consider yourself an Aaron Judge fan. You like Aaron Judge, Some right? Some might say that. Yes. Would you say he's probably your favorite player on the Yankees? Yes. Would you say he might even be your favorite player in baseball right now? Yes. Okay. So you admit that you cannot participate in this conversation. You need to recuse <laughs> yourself. Your bias is insurmountable. Now that we've no no no. Now that we've cleared that up, folks, let's really talk about what happened yesterday what a cheater. against Toronto. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, listen. You're you're the one invested in this. So why don't you kick off this conversation? Because yeah. <laughs> my thing with this is, and my thing as if this is going to be the only thing I have about this. <laughs> my thing is. And I've even kind of come around on this fact that, like, listen, on the surface, there's nothing wrong with the broadcast booth commenting on something that they're seeing. It's not like they fucking had a security camera down in the tunnel of the away clubhouse and they're like, what, what is this that we're seeing right. on the secret camera? Like, it's ha it was him looking over on the field. Michael Kay and the Yankees booth, they, all, they do the same kind of shit. They're watching what's happening, whatever. The idea that those announcers said, like, you know, and this isn't an accusation. It's like, come on, just fucking just say that you're it's odd or curious to then act like, well, we're not accusing him of anything. Then what are you pointing out? 
then why bother pointing it out? So it's like, just fucking own it. Instead of being like, this isn't an accusation, but we're going to say that this is pretty odd, isn't it, folks? Wink, wink, wink. Like, just say it. But, okay, I'm going to play a little devil's devil's advocate here so this isn't just like a one... Because you know I mostly agree with you on this, but just so this isn't a completely one-sided conversation. Just own it if you're going to say it. It was odd, though. Objectively, you know, watching a player glance over like that, that's not something you normally see. So I think that it's not that they shouldn't have said anything... But they're definitely like putting on tinfoil hats immediately. You well, know what I mean? My thing is, it's not even that they shouldn't have said it. It's that they added like this qualifier of like, and this isn't an accusation. And it's like, okay, but even mentioning this is something odd to the fan base in plot You kind of know what conversation right. you're sparking and here. Listen, oh, no, I agree with that. So I agree with that. On one hand, it's okay to say it. You're making, their job is to literally make observations of what they're seeing. Right. That wasn't something that happened in like the fucking bathroom of the away clubhouse that they shouldn't have eyes on. You know what I mean? (laughs) So just own it that you're saying it. Just have the balls. to. If you're going to say it, then just fucking say it. It, of course, blows up. Right. Judge is cheating. Yankees are cheating, which you have to remember, especially people that use social media to discuss sports, especially Twitter, which is uh, a large section of our audience. Things are being said to rile each other up. So, like, oh, of yeah, course, yeah. everyone's going to lean into it. So, last night, it upset me. And I was purposely, like, I made, like, one comment on it, and I was like, I'm not going to even give this any credence uh, by by entertaining it as a, a real thing. Right. Because there's nothing besides him looking over. If that's the only evidence of any sort of foul play, you have to come to me with more than that before I start to earnestly defend Oh, God, was that Isaiah Kafalefa? Earnestly defend IKF, just to segue right in there. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, maybe they are cheating. IKF just hit a home I run? Just, IKF just hit a home run. Herman just got kicked out for sticky shit on his hand. God, the Yankees are cheating. We can now say with yeah. certainty. You know what? They should probably just void Judge's contract and kick him out of the league. We'll take him. That's fine. <laughs> I love Brandon Nimmo, but he can patrol center field. That's yeah, fine. right? So, like, my my thing with it was I felt like going online and defending Judge was giving it far too much credit than the theory or whatever was being propagated deserved because it was nothing besides right. him looking over. They didn't even have a camera on something fucking fishy going on on the dugout side where they have cameras everywhere. So if there's something was obviously fishy, don't you think that that probably would have been released by now by the RSN that accused him, basically? Right, right. Where it's like they would... S- time up the fucking timestamps and be like, oh, this is what he was looking at. But they couldn't even do that because there was nothing there. And not saying that he wasn't looking at something specific. He was looking over at something, but give me something other than this. Okay, now ignore everything that she just said because, again, she had to recuse herself from this conversation and kept going anyway for some reason. (laughs) No, so okay, so I, I think that that's very reasonable, Em. And my take is this. I think that as with many things, the extremes have taken over and the conversation, we've kind of got a little lost in the sauce here. Because I think, listen, on the surface, to say he's not looking at anything or like he's looking over the bench because it's chirping, I don't buy that. Right. I, I just personally, I don't believe him when he says that. But I think that the problem is people, if you don't, if you agree with me and you don't believe that, too many people are taking the next step, therefore he must be cheating. Well, How? In what way could that be yeah, cheating? Because what's, what's the, the fucking first process? First off, they're using the pitch com, which we know 
transmits its signals. Uh, the frequencies are encrypted, right? So it's not something that you should be able to steal. So if we're assuming that they don't know the signs, that means if he's looking at anything that they're relaying to him, it's something that the Blue Jays are just doing that they're seeing. Whether, right. you know, I've heard AKA stuff- tipping pitches. It, I've heard, the three things I've heard is that either- uh, what was the guy's name? Jay Jackson, I think, was the pitcher, right? Yes. Jackson was tipping pitches. Or, as I got a kick out of this because he's just so annoying, Buster only put it, um, quote, betraying the identity of forthcoming pitches, you know, because he's really got to show you that he has that journalism degree. And so I was ja- like, uh, <laughs> the five sliders in a row betrayed right. the identity of the sixth slider. So, so the three that I've heard is that either Jackson was tipping or they were getting something from where Kirk was setting up behind the plate or they were getting something from where Belt was setting up behind first because Belt is the infielder that has the pitch comm as well. If it's any three of those things, that's totally legal. They're not, you know, they're not using any outside technology. They're not, st- you know, right. they're not. If they're, they're allowed to use if, their eyeballs. If they're picking up on something and saying like, hey, he's doing this and just communicating it organically. That's inherently not cheating. And that the, the problem to me is that the conversation is not then being flipped on the Blue Jays. You got to cover up your shit, man. You're a major league team. Like, if they're seeing you do something, that's on you. And also, that was the worst fucking pitch that you could ever throw to someone like that's Aaron Judge. Right. That's the other. Besides the fact that Jay Jackson had thrown five sliders in a row right. in that plate appearance, the sixth pitch was what Judge hit like 500 feet to dead center field. It was a slider that didn't slide. It was at 83 miles an hour over the heart of the plate to the best hitter on the planet. Side note, I always think when they phrase it like that, it should be a good children's book, like the slider that didn't slide. <laughs> yeah, except this one is not very uplifting because he got DFA'd. <laughs> or not DFA'd, he got fucking... That's the best yes. part. That is the best part. Nowhere in the accusations from Blue Jays fans are they mentioning the fact that after the game the pitcher who threw that awful pitch to judge that apparently he had to cheat in order to hit was fucking option to triple a because he's right. terrible. Well, and that's, that's the other side of it. Like guys, it, it was an, what is it? 84, 83 mile an hour slider in the middle of the plate. It was the worst pitch. He, you've ever it, seen. he had seen, as you just said, five of them in a row before it, like, and listen, not for nothing. It's Aaron judge. Like this is prime Aaron judge right now. Like that's the kind of pitch that he destroys in a vacuum. So like, why are we all up and go like, oh, you right. knew it was coming. Either way, like. And let's say he guessed wrong and the next pitch was a fastball. He would have whiffed on it and no one would have anything to say or right. think anything of him looking over because he obviously would have guessed wrong. But because he guessed right or this guy was fucking tipping the one pitch he threw, <laughs> judged right. the entire at bat. Like either way, the whole jump to, oh, he's cheating. Just. Right is such a fucking far leap. And especially with Jay Jackson, the Blue Jays had obviously decided to punt that game. Their oh, ace yeah. fucking shit the bed. Manoa pitched horribly against the Yankees. No one's. I love how this has totally erased that storyline too, right, that Manoa yeah. shit the bed. Yeah, he threw more balls than strikes over, what, six innings, seven innings, but we're not talking about him. Judge hit a home run off him in his first at yeah. bat where, where no one's commenting on what he was fucking looking at beforehand. Right. Manoa gave up fucking five runs, and this fucking bozo comes in, gives up that solo home run to Judge because they obviously were not going to burn their bullpen in a game that they were losing six nothing by the fucking fifth inning. Right. So they decided to throw this jabroni onto the mound, let him do whatever he's going to do, and then because Judge, that was the at bat, he just had to be like, eh, eh, looking to the side. All well, of a sudden, now we just ignore all these. 
people who know ball things that you should know. Yeah, like, and, and again, it's just insane to me that the conversation doesn't rest on like, yeah, he was looking at something, and there's nothing illegal about that. What's the like? It's so disingenuous, and I get a kick out of too, like Yankees fans still in the shadow, like they can't escape the whole 2017 thing, and it's partially their own fault, but not totally, because Astros won't let it go. But that's besides the point. The point is, a lot of the reactions from Yankee fans, it, it's a little bit like the lady doth protest too much, me thinks. It's like, listen, it's not that Judge is some like, you know, saintly figure that would never take advantage in a moment like that where it's not cheating. It's like, sure he would. That doesn't besmirch him or like, you know, affect his rep or anything like that. That's any good ball player is supposed to take advantage of situations. And that's separate from cheating. And that's really the conversation that I think we should be having, but nobody is having to. Right. He was cheating. He wasn't. He's like, no, he was doing something in between that's totally accepted. It's gamesmanship. It's baseball. Everybody does it. You just happen to see it this right. time. Right. And also, maybe. That's the thing. And right. And, and like, all of that in a big like, maybe he did. We're not I'm, sure. Right. And I'm not even on some like, Aaron Judge is a cherub that would never do anything wrong. My favorite yes, player of all are, time is no. A-Rod. Like, I am not, right. I am far from fucking, I took my rose-colored glasses off a very, very long time ago as a baseball fan, and I've accepted these people as they make mistakes, they try to gain an edge, there's a lot of money at stake, there's a lot at stake. I'm not some fucking babe in the woods, like, the no, the Yankees? Like, it's not, <laughs> not at all. But if I'm going to even entertain the possibility that the Yankees, which includes Aaron Judge, are cheating, aka breaking the rules, right. something that they are not allowed to do, you have to come to me with more than Aaron Judge looked to the side just before he hit a fucking 470-foot home run off a hanging slider when this man has been the fastest Major League Baseball player in history to his home run total in like the 700 games that he's played in his career. Right. So are we saying that he's been cheating his entire career or what? He's fucking six foot seven. He's a monster. <laughs> and I know that it sounds funny because I say things like I'm, if I'm going to entertain it, where obviously I am to a certain degree because we're even talking about it. But it is worth saying it. And this is trying to be above, because I get it. On Twitter, you know, we were having a lot of fun today. It was very funny. There was a lot of funny memes and shit. And it was fun banter with my Astros fans' friends because now that they won last year, they kind of got that monkey off their back. calm the fuck down a little bit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They're not as defensive because it's not just 2017. So they can let loose and have a little bit more fun with it. And thank God, because it happened just in time for this. Because if they didn't win last year, this would have been absolutely horrible. But, oh, insufferable. My goodness. Right. But of course, there is some truth, and not from them. I'm just meaning online in general, that you had people who were trying to earnestly make it seem like, well, this is obvious proof that he was cheating. And this isn't to get under any of my Astro fans, uh, the listeners, any of your skin. It's just to make an analogy. The same sort of dubious claims based on him looking over and looking over at what? No one has pinpointed anything in the dugout that he was looking at. It's same but different to the jump to a conclusion that John Boy and company did after the 2019 walk-off by Altuve mm. when he hit another fucking horrible pitch from Aroldis Chapman, right. a hanging slider over the middle of the plate, hit it for a fucking home run, and everyone assumed, oh, he's wearing a buzzer because he didn't want his shirt taken off, as if there aren't a million reasons why that could have been. Right. 
But immediately it was, oh, this person with a platform is making this outrageous claim based on nothing. Um, because they have 100,000 followers, we're now all going to give it credence and well, act like it's something real. That's what happened. I mean, here. I could relate to that too, though, because like he's like, you don't want to take your shirt off. It's like, well, I don't either. I assume that Altuve's fat. Like me. Right, yeah, I mean, it's a magic shirt just hiding <laughs> underneath. Well, someone did say that. They were like, where's Judge's tattoo? Because remember, that's what Altuve oh, said. Yeah, that, yeah. And I said, actually, that's what he was looking at. The tattoo artist was holding up the sketch down by the dugout, <laughs> and he was just glancing over to see what his future tat would look like. But whatever. This is, listen, this is the invi- This is the game. I'm not even going to get on to Major League Baseball and blame them quite yet, I'm, maybe in 30 seconds. Yeah, but, give it time. Like, part of what makes this sport this sport is that there is a lot of gray area in terms of rules. And because it's such an old sport, the rules have catching up to do at this level, which we saw when they tried to do the no electronic sign stealing and all that other stuff. So teams since this game's inception have always been trying to gain an edge, especially because on offense, unlike all the other major sports, it's really hard to score runs because you can't control the ball when you're on offense. Right. You're reacting to it. So that leads to teams doing anything they can, and especially in the environment where pitching has become so dominant that they had to start changing rules in order to change the aesthetic of the sport. In that environment, of course, teams are going to continue trying to gain an edge as best they can and push the limit even to the point of what's legal and what's not legal, waiting to be the team. Hey, if they catch us, then they'll change the rule. You know, that sort of shit. So, like, with that being said, I I, I get that, and that's part of the sport, but I also blame MLB for how this is always... There it is. This is always, (laughs) every year, this is, like, a dominating headline. Yeah. Is, and dominating, rather, headline, but shit-talking. Cheating. That's the thing to accuse each other of and, and teams of. And that's MLB's fault, because they don't actually want to stop cheating they don't really care they only care once it gets out to the public and they have to then do pr cleanup and then you know hang the astros out to dry or whatever they have to do yeah yeah. so because of that that's the environment this is the environment that's why it looks suspicious to the fucking broadcast booth because our knee-jerk reaction to anything that's not happening in our laundry, the team that we root for, is suspicious because oh, yeah. we assume cheating immediately, no matter what it is, with nothing besides this quick, he just looked over for a hot second. <laughs> he must be cheating. Like, fuck you, MLB. Thank you. Thank you very much for this. Although, you know, you keep we keep talking about how, like, all this is in response to how dominant pitching has become. It is pitcher's and fault. You're right. No, I'm just saying <laughs> if I keep waiting to see this dominant pitching on the Mets... <laughs> And I just, I don't, I, it doesn't seem to exist. Um, the Mets have been bad. There's really no other way to say it. You guys know me at this point. Like I'm, if anything, the one part of my life, I am a little optimistic is with the Mets. And so like, you know, I'll be the first to say like, oh, we got to be patient. It's early. This like, this is just bad. Yeah. This is just like, this is the stretch of teams you're supposed to get right against, you know, Washington, fucking Cincinnati, all this shit. And we're just getting smacked around. The, it, it's dismal. The Mets have not had a home run since May 10th That's versus brutal. Cincinnati. It's now we are currently recording. What is it? The 16th? Uh-huh. May 16th. Um, so it's been a week. It's the, been like uh, 70 innings or something crazy like you know, that. And I mean, overall, like the, the offense has been putrid. But if you look like going on the FWAR rankings, 5.4 FWAR for the offense, ranked 13th. So middle of the pack. But it's the pitching that's been really sinking us. 
overall, it's a 0.08 FR. We don't even have one FR from our pitching overall. Uh, that's good for 29th Yeesh. in the majors. That's a no good. And it's really the starters <laughs> that it's falling on. Um, the relievers, much like the offense, it's the middle of the pack. They've they've gotten that one FR, and the starters have altogether negative 0.2 FR from the starters. And you know what? I mean, it's one of those things. Listen. I mean, the, your two like top pitchers I'm gonna, were I'm not I'm going to read involved. you some names. I want you to tell me what these names have yeah. in common. You ready for this? <laughs> some big names here. Edwin Uceta. Zach Muckenhern, Dominic Leone, Denny Reyes, Dennis Santana, and Jimmy Yacobonis. What do these players have in common, Em? Uh, none of them have ever been in my kitchen. That's true. None of them have been in your kitchen. They're also all AAA guys that should not be pitching at the major league level, but here we are because we were just riddled with injuries. Verlander was the great white hope coming back, and it's been mixed. He came back against Detroit. That was another one of those games we needed to win was Detroit. We got swept by the goddamn Tigers. Oof. Uh, he comes back against Cincinnati. He went it was like one nothing. It did not inspire hope, but it was at least a win. And we needed to get right tonight against the Rays, and Verlander gives up six. Scherzer's been bad. Verlander's been mixed. Senga's been just okay. Carrasco's hurt. Quintana's out. Like my kingdom for a starter. You know Seriously. what I mean? Like, like anybody. Like we have somebody to just kind of put it this way. The last three Verlander starts have been like, oh, season's on the line. Is Verlander going to save the season? If every start by a pitcher is season's on the line, your season is fucked. So I am I am finding it difficult to be optimistic right now because there's there's nothing to hang on to. Beatty's been good. Alvarez is figuring it out. That does not a good team make though. You know, yeah. two young prospects panning out. Okay, that's good. What about everybody else? What about Pete? What about Lindor? Like it's it has not been fun to watch. And even in years past, and maybe part of it's the expectations aspect. You know, we're still and. Mets fans are a little spoiled. You know, we, we went from zero to 60 on the expectation front. So maybe we're still adjusting to that. But it's different. It feels right. It's different. It feels when you like win 100 years, games, in it's years different past year. with a middling team like this, it would have been like, oh, 500, not half bad. Now it's like, oh, 500. This is horseshit. I can't watch this. I, it, it, it's not fun. It's not fun. And like, I only, I watched a, a portion of the second game of that doubleheader versus the Nationals this past week where they had the game that was suspended. They picked up play. Oh, my God. And that second game. I got home from work around, I don't know, 5.30, 5.45. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I tuned in in, like, the fifth or sixth inning. Everything is off because it's not even like, oh, they're – like, it was such sloppy – play that I think it was the like vibes what the? thing can be over it's a little schlocky as like a way to evaluate it but there's no other way to say like the vibes are really bad yeah like, like they, they just are it was i mean there was a fly ball that any other game that i would have watched would have been easily caught by nimmo or yeah, Marte. Routine, sure they both looked at each other and like pulled up on it as if they had never played not only together but also as if they've never played major league baseball before like Neither of them knew. And it's not like the fucking stadium in Washington was so loud they couldn't hear themselves think. Where it's like, I thought you called it. Yeah. There was fucking 10,000 <laughs> people there. crowd. Yeah. yeah, like, and I'm not saying that it's not loud, but you know what I mean? Like, yes. so it wasn't a community. It was obviously a communication oh, no, issue, you can, but. You can say it, though. It's not loud there. And, <laughs> and Nimmo hasn't ever, ever been the type to, like, pussyfoot around. So it was like, yeah, it was close to the no, fence. No, Nimmo goes but he was shit. afraid. Yeah, of, it was like he was afraid. And then a similar play happened. Where he did the same thing, and they both kind of, and then Guillaume fucked up a double, an easy double play that would have gotten them out of the inning. He fucking made an errant throw 
to the pitcher who was covering first base. Like it was just, it was very, very sloppy. And I don't know what the answer is, right. but which they is, are obviously down very bad and they're yeah. down bad mentally, which is tough. This is such a grind. And even when the sport isn't a grind, even when you play fucking 20 games in high school, right. it's very tough to get out of a slump because it's so easy to be down on yourself because all it takes is an offer, a one right. for four, and you're still feeling like shit, one error. Or even if you don't really make an error that's visible, you feel like you fucked up. You should have done this better. And I can only imagine when it's on this scale, they have a hundred and fucking thirty games still ahead of them, no help in sight for their well, pitching. So it's like, how do you get out of that? I'll say, and I'll say this, like one of those, like if you're a Mets fan, you know, like our canary in the coal mine is if Luis Guillorme's defense isn't good, something's off. And Nimmo. Like, big picture. Even, even Nimmo. Yes. Yeah, I'll say that even Nimmo, I, I could take like an error to like Guillorme, that's his whole thing is he's a defensive wizard who doesn't fuck up. So when he's fucking up in the field, that's that's such a huge red flag, man. And, and listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a brief detour here just to rip on the Nationals for a second. Okay, yeah, let's do it. We've been ripping on the Mets, and they deserve it for the last few minutes. And enough of those um, cheating Yankees. But talking about that rain delay that you talked about, oh. what going to shit on the Nationals and on the league here for a minute. That was so fucked up. They're trying to yeah. get this game in, right? And they start the game in the rain already. And they keep the game, they keep pushing the game going. It's pouring. They let the field get inundated. It's saturated. It's unplayable. So they eventually have to call it. They keep these fans waiting at Nationals Park for over four hours. No communication, no nothing. And on, it's not just no communication, which is like, oh, the tarp's sitting there. They take the tarp off. The grounds crew is working on the field. Like, okay, what are we doing here? Are we trying to play? Are we trying to not trying to play? Hours later, like, you know, close to 9 p.m., they finally bring up on the board that, okay, the game's postponed. <laughs> Even worse than that, leaving your fans hanging like that, they decided to push the game to the next day as a split doubleheader. So the first game was, what, six innings? Yeah, sorry, and the third inning. You got to go. You got to leave the ballpark, and you could buy a ticket to the next game if you want to. What a fuck you to the fans, man. Like, that is standard operating procedure. You got a suspended game. I'm sorry you're losing a couple bucks in this. Your fans get a two-for-one the next day. That's just how it works. You know, and not, it's not even a full two-for-one. It's a one and change. You know what I mean? But, yeah, so just like to, to treat the fans like that is just it, – it's gross. It's, it's a welcome distraction from complaining just about the Mets to be able to complain about something else tangential to the Mets. And the last thing I'll complain about is things are so dire, folks, that El Gary Sanchez, come on down, you – are now a Syracuse Met. I love that. Mother of God. And real quick, the biggest... So two years ago, the Yankees did a similar thing with a rain delay. The Angels were in town, which in my opinion is at the time was less egregious because the Angels, at least how often do they come all the way to the East Coast? It can be tough to get a makeup game in. Whereas with the Nationals and the Mets, they're in the same fucking division. They are 300 yeah, miles like, apart. We're going to see you next month. Like, yeah, what are like we... give me a break. That, but at least the Yankees, it was like a four or five hour rain delay. They eventually did play that game. So the fans that were sitting there waiting, they at least got some baseball. Right. The fact that they had those fans waiting there and then they suspended the game anyway, that is, they should, the, anyone who has a ticket to that game should get something from the Nationals yeah. because it was only a cash grab. They do that to keep people in the stadium and keep people spending money. And my tinfoil hat for a second, I'm not convinced that they didn't do the, oh, let's have them go out and put, you know, I'm sure they do it to like 
in the hopes of playing, but to have the grounds crew come out, take the tarp off, clay the field in order to give people hope to keep them in the fucking stadium and keep them buying keep food buying and beer. And yep, beer. Yep. Well, my tinfoil hat is you can't convince me that the Nationals don't have a secret underground room with their unsold stock of Bryce Harper merch. That's what they got to give those fans. <laughs> in their situation room? Please, yeah. <laughs> it is DC after all. Um, but back to El Gary. Back to El New Gary, yeah. So, so Nito's out with a vision issue, which who knows what that means. He used to have the sight. He lost it after getting hit in the I was going to say, is that, is that why he can't hit? Because it's a vision issue? Like, <laughs> And that's why vibes are off. He was the one that they would sit down. He'd tell them about their future. <laughs> but he's lost the vision. He's lost the sight. He's lost the sight. <laughs> So we uh, so Michael Perez is now the backup catcher, which is nothing special. So there's a very real chance that we see a platoon of Alvarez and Gary frickin' Sanchez, which I got to be honest, all like like joking aside, like, oh, it's El Gary. OK, fine. I don't hate it. I really no, don't, especially not? because he also slots in as a DH. You know, you, you said this to me the other day because I'm just going to repeat what you said because I can't think of a better way to say it. When Gary's on, he's on. And he is up there with some of the best when he's on. The problem is he's not on all the time. But when he's feeling it, Gary goes through really hot stretches. Yeah. The Mets could use somebody with a really hot stretch right now. Yeah, I mean, Gary, the pop that he has is undeniable. Mm -hmm. He was, I think, the fastest player ever oh, to hit 100 home runs. I'm, just, I'm not going to make the joke about jersey buttons popping. Oh, I guess yeah. I kind of just did offhand. But El Gary. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. He's got and, pop, I'll say that. And I, I always loved Gary. You know, uh his decline obviously was frustrating as a fan because it didn't make any sense because the sport just doesn't make sense. The sport just loves to fucking nope. have people be really good and then they're absolutely useless for no discernible reason. Right. Um, and he wasn't great. He's not the best defensive catcher and the pitchers don't really like throwing to him. I mean, the nail in his coffin really with the Yankees besides his putrid offense was the fact that Cole didn't want to throw to him anymore. Right. So Cole was now having a personal catcher with Higashioka. So at that point, what are you doing? Your ace doesn't want to pitch to him. How can you expect any other pitcher in your staff? Yeah, his waterfall effect right, from there, who sure. doesn't have nearly the command that Cole has to trust that Gary's going to be able to fucking steal strikes, which he couldn't do. He was terrible on defense. Remember right. that game, Yankees-Mets, um, 2021? I think it was the, the series at City Field where fucking Lindor hit like three home runs at one game over September 11th weekend oh, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. September 11th weekend. That makes it sound like it's fucking like a blowout, <laughs> like 4th of yeah. July. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Don't you remember there was a play at the plate where the ball beat a Met who was running down to home plate. It beat him by like half oh, the distance. Oh, yeah, and Gary didn't make the tag. The Gary, like, stepped out of the way, like, and, yeah, like, yeah. missed the tag, <laughs> and then they went to commercial, and I remember being in complete denial about it. I was like, nope, he was out. Yep, they're gonna bat now, <laughs> knowing full well that when they came back from commercial, they're gonna be like, oh, they're reviewing the play. Because yep. <laughs> that was before there was a 20-second timer. Like, they had time, right, but, you know, right. the the uh, network just goes to commercial right away. Yeah. They don't wait for it. So it was just like, fuck, I hope they never come back for commercial. So Gary, I hope he I hope he fucking breaks out. I hope he hits 30 home runs for the Mets. I hope, I really would love to see a resurgence yeah, for him. that'd be great. And I would love it for the Mets. I am happy that it wasn't with the Twins, and another team in the right. AL. I prefer, literally, if it's going to be any team that's not the Yankees, it's the Mets, because what do I care? And I, I'm like on the flip side of that exact level of thing. I don't care who it is. We just, if, if you're hitting, come on down, please. And before we get into the voicemails, 
I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up. Now, last episode, I went on and on because Bryce Harper and Tatis had just come back from one from the IL, the other from the whatever. It's not, it's in, what's past is past. <laughs> they both came back. The other from the redacted. <laughs> and I was talking about how great they are for the league, how fun they are, whatever. And Harper, of course, delivers right away. I mean, besides on field production, they were in Colorado this past week. And I wasn't watching Phillies at Colorado because I don't give a shit. But I have <laughs> I have standards, goddamn so, it. <laughs> so I don't know what preceded this, but I did see the fight, and this wasn't some like bad lip reading. This was caught. You could hear it on the on the audio yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. not that many people at the fucking Rockies game, so you can hear shit like that. <laughs> Bryce Harper pointing into the face of the Rockies, just saying, "You're a fucking lo- you're a loser, fucking organization." Every single one of you, loser organization, and like, where's the lie? I can understand it may upset some people, maybe some Rockies fans, but so he's fucking telling the truth, folks. He's spitting truth. I will say this, though. Bryce Harper is probably the player that I hate spec'd the right, most in of course. the game. Understandable. Right? I respect the heck out of him. I think he's great for the game. He's a great player. You gotta cut me some slack, though. He has existed his but entire career in the NL East, so I fucking hate him, right? 100%, so yes. the only thing that I like more than him giving the Rockies shit is the fact that the Rockies have the exact same World Series record that Bryce Harper does, which is they made uh-huh. one and they lost it. And the only thing I love more than that is that the Nationals won the year after he left. Ouch. Yeah, Sean, how dare you? You br- you wanted to bring up Bryce Harper. I know. I'll never. Fall. I love that shit. I love, and also because no, that's a lie. I'll, I'll be honest here. Behind the scenes, we spliced. We were like, so what do we have left to talk about? Well, you you had brought up Bryce Harper. Bryce. I, I'm sure you have some stuff to say about that, right? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and like, for better or for worse, because of who Bryce Harper is, he can he can pop off like this because it's always received well by media. No one is ever like, oh, right. he's disrespecting the game. That's something that is never said about him. Well, and so he yeah, fucking yeah. leans into it, and I right. and I like he doesn't ever shy away from saying that shit, and I like that. Like no, I don't need so, Aaron Judge to be that way. I don't want players to be who they're not, but he's like that, and I love it, especially because he's got the whole Mormon thing going on. But he's well, like that's fucking the, right, that makes it even off. funnier. But like, well, and I should clarify, it's like my thing with Harper, he, he is the ultimate because there's some guys like it's like I hate you and I don't want you on my fucking team. Bryce Harper is like, I hate you because you're not on my team. I wish you were on my team because it would be fucking awesome. But we're kind of past that now. He's he's now he's speak now for yourself. Our, he's he's entrenched himself in two other NLEs teams. Dude, I'm still not over the fact that he wanted to be a Yankee and the Yankees didn't even call yeah. him. Cash a God lefty. strikes again. Dude. Yeah, no, lefties notoriously don't do well in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, so just not it's not <laughs> it's not a hitter's park oh. for them. Okay. Oh, Pete. I thought that was a foul. I guess that, that was in. Okay. The first homer since his last homer on May 10th. There we go. John, right, you being me, back in breaking balls, I'm, this is a turning point. I don't know. No, I'm trying to see if I can pick up the pattern here. Okay, so uh, the Mets have not hit a home run in like 15 seconds, right? <laughs> right. right? Come on. Come on. Come on, guys. <laughs> I'm very glad that that just happened right now because... God, we, I, we needed that. I needed that on a personal level. <laughs> The home run is just so great because you have to give the batter, like, it's a whole moment, right? They hit the home run and they have to now jog around the bases. So it slows down the action. It just, it really, like, puts an exclamation point on the moment. And there's not really any other moment in any other sport 
that is comparable to that because anything else is just stopping time right. and it's not like part of it. It's just an extra celebration. So like I really believe, and maybe this is my hitter bias, but this kind of shit is what can get vibes back. Someone like oh, Pete 100%. not hitting home runs is a huge fucking that's downer. right. That's that's such a huge right. That's such a huge like our home run guys not hitting home runs like yeah. something. What is help off. do the rest of us have? Right. So Pete needs to get right, and especially Pete was a big part of the beginning of the season. Mets. He Th- this was fucking, team he lives was and off. dies with Pete and Lindor. It, it, it's it comes down to those two. If they're hitting, we're okay. If they're not, we are in bad shape, as we've seen. And not that like, because the Yankees obviously they have not had a great season so far either. They were abysmal when Judge was on the IL. Then thankfully, since Judge came back, they've been five they've been and cheating, two. so they've been right. winning. Yeah, they started the cheating lab <laughs> kicked back up because Judge was back. Of course, they split a series at home versus the Rays, which I, if you had told me before that series that they were going to split a four game with the Rays, I would have been like, oh my God, thank God. And then when it happened, of course, when they lost the Sunday game, I was somehow still disappointed and mad, right. even though that was the worst case. <laughs> but seriously, two weeks ago, that team would not have fucking beat the Rays. It would have gotten swept easily. Yeah. So things were start, are starting to look up. I shouldn't say were. But when the team has guys filling in spots, obviously it's not ideal. But because guys like Pete and Lindor and... I forget who the third one was, but those are the only three guys on the Mets that have played every single game this year. Oh, so probably McNeil. Yeah, I think, yeah, McNeil. Obviously, you want your starters in the lineup as often as possible, but when they slump, there's nothing to fall back on, where at least even though the Yankees were playing bad before Judge went on the IL, Judge being on the IL, it was easy to be like, oh, well, they need Judge and they need Stanton. Of course, this team sucks. Right. But With then the when Mets, the stars are like, back, it's like, <laughs> what? what's the recourse? Well, Who do I blame? Mets, it's like, oh, we have these pitching injuries, but it's like everyone in the offense is healthy and they're not producing. Like, this is the team. Like, what's going on? Now, also, I mean, we're playing the Rays, which yeah, the is Rays. not fun. So, you know. Dude, I no one is more excited than I am for the Rays, even if it's a slight regression. Obviously, do uh, I think they're going to become something. last place? No. Do I think that they're going to be the 1998 Yankees? I sure as fuck hope not. Right. <laughs> That'll make for a long summer. Well, for you guys. And on that note, let's get right into the voicemail. Our first voicemail is from Danny. Hey, Emily, John, DJ. It's Danny from the UK. Um, I'm a bit late to the party, but it's great having you guys back. Um, not the best start for well, the Mets or the Yankees, but all I can say is thank Christ for the Oakland A's. Um <laughs> Honestly, though, I can't believe the disparity between the AL Central and the AL East. It's Thursday afternoon here. Um, the Twins are 20 and 17 and are top of their division. The Yankees are 21 and 17 and bottom of theirs. It's it's pretty fucked up. I'm not going to lie. Um, not too worried about being bottom at this point. Though it's still a still a long way to go. Um, uh, oh yeah, uh, off topic. I know you guys are fans of Lord of the Rings, so I just wanted to rub it in that I spent three weeks in New Zealand in January, uh, traveling around all the locations. Uh, I went to Hobbiton, Isengard, Rivendell, Weta Workshop, uh, Path of the Dead were a particular highlight. Um, it has to be said though that uh, Gollum's pool was fucking freezing. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, treacherous, poisoned hobbits um i'm glad that old two broke his thumb um it's quite nice to see our 
postseason nemesis languishing in mid-table mediocrity. Um, as I said, though, it's early days, and no one should be panicking right now. Uh, anyway, that's me. Uh, great to have you guys back. The A's are pathetic. Thank God for them. I mean, I can't imagine being an A's fan right now. Absolutely, I can't imagine being an A's fan for like the last decade plus. They've had a few bright lights in there, but not much. To I speak think of. really the the highlight of being an A's fan over the last couple of decades was when Moneyball came out. That was as yeah, relevant was. as they've been. <laughs> and dude, I was just thinking about that. I was like reading the Wikipedia page or whatever. Oh, because Chris Pratt, I forgot he was in that movie. Mm-hmm. So I was brought me to the I don't know IMDb or Wikipedia page, whichever one. And I was reading about it, and it is funny that they made not only the book, but then the movie. And I get that, like, analytics change baseball, but because, like, that team, they lost in the ALDS, and then they never did anything after that, it was like, okay, I get that this was, like, the jumping-off point for, like, MLB turning a corner in terms of how they look at player statistics. Right. But that being made into a movie specifically, (laughs) it's like, they lost in the ALDS, and then that was it. Who gives a shit? Well, (laughs) Well, and that's what was so funny is like if you remember the movie, they weren't – normally a movie like that would end with some sort of team triumph and it's like, well, the team didn't work out, but Billy Bean got a pretty sweet offer from the Red Sox. So, you know, <laughs> the happy A's ending. Made, the A's made a lot of money that season. <laughs> Speaking of happy endings, uh, Lord of the Rings, Danny, I words fail me, man. That is, that is beyond cool. That That's a bucket list thing for me is – Head to New Zealand, do all the do all the Lord of the Rings stuff. I, good on you, man. I I have nothing relevant to add. That's just that's awesome. I know, and I love that. Like, it speaks to how great the movies were, and part of what made those movies great is that they did a lot of filming on location. Where Hobbiton is a place, it wasn't right, a fucking green CGI. screen. Right, right, right. It wasn't like Lucas who had just had like a fucking green screen saga that he filmed. Is it for like the from uh, from Parks and Rec? So are you going on like a? year-long walking tour of the set of the Lord of the Rings in New Zealand? Or? To be honest with you, I wasn't a fan of uh, Peter Jackson's interpretation, so you can put that one away. Actually, I wasn't a fan of Peter Jackson's interpretation, so... <laughs> <laughs> and that they, like, upkeep it, and it's a place that you can go visit, mm-hmm. I think is just fucking sick. It's the best thing to ever happen to New Zealand from a tourism standpoint. Let's be honest here. Put New Zealand on the map. <laughs> Literally, because they were getting left off of a lot of maps, so... And I can't, I I can't let this go, but I understand your hate for Altuve. I'm never happy when a player gets hurt, especially someone like Altuve. Like I get it, we hate the Astros, but like I don't want to see that. Like I don't want him to fucking break his thumb. You know, like it's fun to see like them be a middle fucking team, just like the Yankees are. Like that's great, but not so. That's just like them being happy that Stanton is hurt. It's like I don't like that. I just can't, you go, I can't let this go. Gollum to the ring. <laughs> that's their precious Danny thank you so much for your call our next call is from Scott hey MF Scott feel here first time long time uh, my at is PT educator and my question is the New York Mets WTF have a good one as the resident Mets fan, I guess this falls on me to answer this. Um, and the only thing that I can uh, I could say to the question WTF is Y E S. Yeah, WTF. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I was gonna say I D K. I don't know. I D K L O L O M O M G. Like it's 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 just bad. Yeah. Um, what's upsetting is like there's 
we brought up the guys from AAA. You know what I mean? And like, people are clamoring for Vientos so whenever it's like, all right, the first off, if they could play left field, they'd be up already. So I mean, just because he's mashing bat is not the be all end all. But yeah, you know, there's there's no pitching prospects. We already brought up a couple prospects. The starters are all healthy on offense. There's no to bring it back to Lord of the Rings. Like, look to my coming at first light on the fifth day. At dawn, look to the east. Gandalf is not coming at dawn on the third day. Like there <laughs> yeah. is no, you know. Imagine the cavalry alternate. is not on its way. Like the team <laughs> is what it is, and it's not going well. So, WTF? I agree. I, <laughs> not to mention, this isn't really the time to bring up someone from AAA because well, too, it implies right. that like you're here to save the season. You're here to be the spark when that's not really the sort of added pressure that should be on someone who is already feeling immense pressure at that point in time, making their debut well, or making like, you know, their debut this season, even if they played a couple games last year or whatever, like this isn't the vibe that they should be brought up in. That is not setting them up for success to bring them onto a team that is not really jiving well right now. That is obviously not having fun right. and not, this isn't literally not to say that they have to wait till they're having fun, but they should at least wait until Marte and Nimmo aren't looking at each other like, no, you go, I go, you, you, me, you, in the outfield. Like, <laughs> they need to get their fucking head on straight and start playing better baseball on at least one side of the ball. Doesn't have to be solving everything, but don't bring up a fucking Something Vientos. Something to build on somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Bring Vientos into a healthier lineup mentally where he has guys that can help support him in this moment as opposed to these guys are so fucking wrapped up in their heads that they are just shitting the bed. And it's one of those things where... You know, right. baseball is is what ninety percent mental, but the other half is physical. Yeah. So it's there, it's just in their heads. Um, I believe that they're actually making a Yogi Berra documentary exactly so you don't only think of quotes like that when you think about Yogi Berra. I'm gonna be. I'm, it's gonna be like when people go see a concert and they're mad that they didn't play like the hits. <laughs> right. I'm gonna be like they didn't have Yogi say one stupid so quote. Like, well, first off, you left before the encore. They always save that for last. It was the after credit scene. <laughs> Um, no, but listen, the last thing I'll say is as much as, yes, I am done being hopelessly optimistic about this team, I've also not completely lost sight of the fact that, listen, it's May 16th, we are two games under 500, and we're six games behind the Braves who are in first. None of that is insurmountable. As no. as depressing as this has been, as bad as things have looked, as much as the Rays just scored another goddamn run. Um, Fuck the Rays. It's far from hopeless. Things yes. could turn around. You know, if these Absolutely. guys all start playing well, well, okay, that's been, if everybody just starts playing well tomorrow, if everything it doesn't goes take right. everybody. That's yeah. the point. But it, it does come down to, though, it doesn't have to be everybody. If a no. few guys just start, you know, some positive results, some things to build on, like we just said, it could be a totally different conversation in a week or two. So the season's not over. It's not looking great, but it is also May 16th. I'm, I'm only saying that now because we've now hit two home runs this game. It's like, oh, it's but, only May 16th. No problem. But seriously, though, and like it, 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 it it's, is, it's tough. And now in this climate, in this climate, in this MLB in this climate, political climate yeah. where there's three wild card teams that get in. That so too. does it suck to have like a mentality of, well, the division is out of reach because obviously anything can happen. I mean, look at last year with the Braves and the Mets. Was, right. Anything can happen. But it's not like it was where if you don't win your division – you now have to fight the rest of the league to get that one wild card spot. Correct. Now, three teams get it. So it allows 
the door to be open and it allows for a very slow start like this and for teams to right. figure it out. Teams that are otherwise pretty good and they can put together a good run. Two good months will get the Mets into that fucking conversation of being in that wild card, especially because the fucking NL Central is a dumpster fire. Oh God, yeah. Like you don't have any, you don't won't have any fight from any of them. Can you believe that the Pirates aren't in first anymore? I know. (laughs) That's what I'm feeling with the Yankees. It's like, yeah, would I like to win the division? Yeah, I would. But guess what? They won the division last year. It did not help them against the Astros. And that's the other thing is like, you know, we talk about these expanded playoffs. It's like last year showed us if anything, getting the bye don't mean shit. Who cares? You know what I mean? Any team can lose. More than ever has been just get in. Get into the dance and see what happens. Look at the... Listen, I know we just shit on the Nationals, but I will give them their credit. The 2019 Nationals won like 91 games. Yeah. And they started 15 or 19 and 31 in their first 50 games. And then they ended up getting the wild card and then winning the fucking World Series. So... I'm not saying that the Mets are on the same path or even the Yankees, but to act like the season is over now because of them struggling out the gate, you to, don't know ball if to, that's what you're feeling. Like, come on. A once great broadcaster, Susan, that is baseball. Scott, and shout out to Scott. He grew up in the same town that I did, so let's go, Bucks. And, and you know what? Props to Scott because he got the longest voicemail response we've had in a while just from, so the Mets, WTF. You know what, Scott? Great point. WTF. Now I got 15 minutes on the yes. Mets. <laughs> Scott, thank you so much for calling. Our next call is from Mike. Hey, first time, long time. I don't know how many people make that joke, but here I am. It's Mike from Twitter, uh, at MikeTXXI. I'm here to talk about those cheating uh, baseball players, all of them. They're all cheaters. Uh, and you know what, frankly, I think that we should lean into it. Let's, uh, let's learn from this. We want to make, uh, make baseball better. I think that we, we eliminate cheating by forcing pitchers. We already added a pitch clock, so let's, let's force the pitch. It's just a random generator that tells them what pitch they have to throw next. Pitchers know it. Batters know it. Why not? Then you can't cheat. doesn't matter. I think it would be interesting, you know, and let them be, let them be on steroids too. Who cares? Let's just make this whatever. Let them have the sticky stuff too. So what? Let them have the sticky stuff. The batter knows what pitch is coming. Pitcher can have the sticky stuff. Cole Cy Young. I do really like the idea of the pitcher being told what they have to throw. Not <laughs> not the batter knowing what it's going to be, but just like your arsenal may only be a you know a sinker a four seam and a slider, but you got to throw, throw this a fucking knuckle curve, here, boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you better figure it out quick because that pitch clock is ticking down. I just, it, this voicemail made me think of one of my favorite Futurama quotes when they're at the Blurns ball game and they're talking about old players and Professor Farnsworth goes, He's good, all right, but he's no Clem Johnson. And Johnson played back in the days before steroid injections were mandatory. He's good, all right, but he's no Clem Johnson. And Johnson played back in the days before steroid injections were mandatory. <laughs> it's really funny that you had that thought because I literally was like, we're just inching close, closer and closer to Blurns Ball yeah. at this point. <laughs> Bouncy ball! Bouncy ball! Tiny Iota? Man, that guy was great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the lead-up was to that quote, but it is my favorite from the episode. Oh, I can't help you play better than Tiny Iota. That guy was great. Mike, I mean, might as well make it legal because all this stuff is happening anyway. It is well worth the risk for a lot of these Remove players. Remove the stigma. Fuck it. 
Right. It's it's well worth the risk, obviously, for a lot of players because, like we mentioned, there's so much at stake that, hey, I might get caught, I might not get caught, but it's worth it because of how much is and at you stake. You know what? There's a level Especially of for like, losers like Herman. If you... If you do it ethically, like, hey, here's what could happen to you down the road if you do it. Like, this could fuck up your body, but you also might win an MVP. Like, well, cost-benefit analysis time. Right. And you know? and I guess maybe that's really the the uh, the bugaboo of the steroid situation is that they're not legal right. as far yeah, as outside of baseball is concerned. So making them legal in baseball is kind of like a... This isn't like a nation state. It's just a corporation, which I guess it kind of is at this point. Like, yeah, they make what's their own rules. What's the difference? Right? <laughs> they have that antitrust exemption, so why not just let them use steroids? This is now a political podcast. <laughs> God forbid. Oh, God. Mike, thank you so much for your call. Our next call is from Neil. Hey, this is Neil at Neil Believes on Twitter. I want to say I'm kind of annoyed about the whole controversy in regards to Aaron Judge. I don't think he was cheating. But then again, with the Yankees, I feel like uh, people that dislike this team, uh, people that hate the Yankees, and people that just, like, for whatever reason, will believe what they want to believe. And if anything that paints the Yankees in a bad light, they're just going to latch onto it, and they're just going to just take it and run with it and make whatever they want out of it. And it's kind of like one of those tests that was a Rorschach test where you just would look at it. Everybody has their own definition of what they're seeing. And that's what this is. And it's social media, too. People are going to hype this up. and just like, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. And, but there's no smoking gun. There's nothing. I think the explanation that Aaron just gave was the right explanation because that's what his, his truth is. And he's telling – I think he's telling the truth. Yeah, am I biased because I'm a Yankee fan? Yeah. But at the same time, I just think this whole thing is just getting a little bit out of control. And it should just be put to bed because simply they weren't doing anything wrong. And that's that. Neil, I definitely agree. And especially we, we touched on it earlier that that's part of like talking about sports online with other fan bases is that you're constantly saying things to try to get under each other's skin. And people will believe what they want to believe. You can't stop it. If people want to think that he's cheating or the Yankees are cheating and maybe they are, maybe they're not. Maybe Judge was telling the truth. I mean, the idea that his side eye was a disapproving dad look is also very on brand for Judge because he is a very much a disapproving dad and he is that kind of guy. But also, we don't know. He could have been looking at something because the idea that anyone, any player is above anything else. And it's sort of why, even though uh, Tony who did... Um, Tony Adams, he did great work when he uh, looked into all of the sign-stealing stuff with the Astros and, you know, uh, keeping track of the bangs and who benefited, who didn't. And it showed that, you know, Altuve didn't use it after a while or didn't really work for him, whatever. But it sort of is why the Astros fans got so much shit for insisting that, like, Altuve was some angel who just could never do something like that because it's okay to admit that, yeah, maybe Judge is doing something. Maybe Altuve was doing something. It doesn't have to be that they're a bad person. It's so ingrained in the culture of the sport that suddenly they're bad people. We love players of old, and we don't know shit about what they were doing, but the idea that because they weren't caught, quote-unquote, cheating, they never cheated is just like, that's very immature thinking as far as I'm concerned. It's like saying, oh, this person's never committed a crime because they've never been arrested. We all know that that isn't a fact. So it's the same sort of thing. And listen, if it happened, if that's what they were doing, whatever, prove it. But if it's not, then it's just online chatter meant to get under your skin, meant to get under my skin, and to get us upset, especially because the Yankees have led, or Yankee fans have led the charge in terms of 
busting Astros fans' balls about cheating because they're the Yankees are the biggest fan base and they play each other every year. So this was bound to come back in the Yankees fans' face. So whatever. Just roll just roll with it. I'm going to formally request that DJ Bingington do a little edit job that that was a pretty lengthy response, Thank Emily. You. And I think that we could narrow it down to somewhere in the middle there. You just said Yeah, maybe Judge is doing something. Judge is doing something. So we're just gonna narrow it down to that. There was a maybe before it, but our listeners don't need to hear that. <laughs> like that episode of The Simpsons where Homer like gets accused of sexually harassing the babysitter and they cut up the interview. So it was just like, somebody had to take the babysitter home. Then I noticed she was sitting on her sweet can. I grab her sweet can. Oh, just thinking about her can. I just wish I had her sweet, 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 sweet can. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I touch her s- sweet can. It's like all fucking choppy and everyone believes it. Neil, thank you so much for your call. Our next call is f- is our next call. <laughs> hey, Darren uh, Judge, I wanted to uh, address some of the accusing the ac- some of. Sorry, I kind of got distracted looking at a hot chick as she walked by out the side of my face. <laughs> uh, hey guys, block big old cedar out there that's the best hey i demand that he immediately banned and hicks be installed as the permanent center fielder thanks bye block you must be overjoyed right now judge accused of cheating yankees playing terrible that they and the red Sox are in a race for the bottom and now el gary is back on the scene (laughs) like and it's on john's team so what a perfect just confluence of events for you and your middling horrible team at least you have a bright spot this season. I just love that Aaron Judge impression so much. <laughs> the big, the... Uh, 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 <laughs> and the, the so random's like... Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Block. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say at this point. <laughs> Wait, but that wasn't Aaron Judge? Our last call is from MD Nelly. It's Mike Nelson at MD Nelly. And it's a good thing I don't have to touch any prompts because I keep looking out of the corner of my eye for the signal for prompts to leave this message. Fucking Blue Jay crybabies. In any event, isn't it amazing how 10 days ago, blow up the team, fire everybody, and Judge gets back in the lineup, and look what happens. <laughs> Wouldn't you know? Twitter's so much fun. Keep rolling. Bye. Good point, Mike. I mean, who would have known that Judge, Aaron Judge, who just signed a $40 million per year deal for a decade uh, is the straw that stirs the drink for the Yankees. I mean, I couldn't have guessed it. Well, he's clearly the ringleader of this cheating ring and they weren't cheating until he got back and now they're actually being competitive again. I mean, it's all right there. Yeah, I love the, I do love the idea of like, they are cheating, but only Aaron when he judges in the lineup and like, they're just not allowed to cheat unless he's there. Like only when the guy that doesn't need to cheat is here, that's when we cheat. <laughs> the best another thing now that, like now that we brought it back to this that we've been talking about all episode I fucking hope the Yankees start cheating I wish they were just because maybe Aaron that's picks, how I feel about the Mets man yeah, like, it's like all of this like hand wringing like oh morality it's like well if we would win some games they could cheat that's fine with me I don't care and <laughs> like the thing with you know the Astros having gotten caught for what happened in 2017 the championship had already been won the parade was already had Right. The fun already happened. That's what makes it awesome. 
the memory of that is great, but the idea that like, oh, well, they were caught cheating, like, of course that's not going to tarnish it for their fans because they don't give a shit. They, they had the ride already. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, and obviously it, it's different because things like uh, it's not illegal in Hollywood to get plastic surgery, but it's, and it's not against the rules, but it's almost like getting mad that like the star of this movie that is really hot, those aren't their really ass cheeks. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but you don't care because when you were watching it, it didn't matter. Now you find out after the fact, does that change how you felt when you were watching it? It's over. Right. You know what I mean? Or it's like like you're at Six Flags and like you go on Nitro and like you have a great time. It's like, listen, it turns out though, the operator was being underpaid and he was drunk at the time. So <laughs> I it's believe like, that. Oh, well, that doesn't really take away from it though. I had fun. So. <laughs> and he was drunk. <laughs> Dude, I used to be scared of those fucking traveling like amusement parks that would set up in like mall parking lots because like there was literally a guy who ran one of like the rides and his name was maverick and it's like <laughs> okay like that is not your name first of all you're carney and you are kind of drunk also and- maverick definitely gave himself that nickname <laughs> yes <laughs> yes another carney's like no one calls you that stop <laughs> self-appointed maverick that about wraps it up for breaking balls this week we want to thank all of our callers you guys are awesome and also to our callers who called in, mainly Quinn and Bubak. Sorry we didn't get to your voicemails of old, but we're keeping it moving here. I was going to listen to them, but I was like, you know what? This episode's going to be long enough with this right. fucking cheating scheme. So anyone else listening wants to get in on the fun, feeling brassy, give the Breaking Balls Hotline a call. 631-820-7377. You can also find us on Twitter at BreakBallsPod. And we want to thank our amazing producer and engineer, DJ Bingington. You can find him on Twitter as well, at DJ B-I-N-G-I-N-G-T-O-N. And we will catch you guys next week.